Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. about how absolutely amazing it's going to be to live together in his perfect love and perfect harmony and peace and with no more struggle no more sorrow no more pain no more temptation or sin no discord but as we're just beginning to enjoy that incredible heavenly worship scene on earth Something very different is beginning to take place. The time of Jacob's trouble. Revelation describes a time when all of those who follow Christ will be together while God's wrath is poured out on those who continue to rebel against him. Pastor Robert is sharing the contrast between the events in the two locales, teaching about the end of this earth's time and what will happen afterward. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now turn to the 8th chapter of Revelation and let's join Pastor Robert with today's message. You know, I was challenged recently at a conference that I attended, and I shared a little bit about that, but the, um, it was so interesting to hear Pastor Francis Chan talking about the fact that in our modern Christian world today, we seem to be focused more on what works than on what God wants, and That's not to say that all the churches out there are only focusing on what works, but his point is that quite often, that's really our primary consideration, that we focus on what will work. Do we need to buy some pizza and have pizza to encourage people to be there? What does it take? What is it that we need to do? Maybe we should paint the room black and put a light show and smoke machines up on the stage and lasers and because that really gets people's attention and the young crowd, I mean, they seem to like that. And a good friend of mine was telling me about how recently he came back to the Lord after 15 years in the world as a club promoter. That's what he was doing for a living. And he's somebody that he really just absolutely broke my heart when he walked away from Jesus because I knew that he knew the Lord. And for a long time, I was confused. And I even talked with you guys about the fact that, you know, he's just out there and I can't figure out What's going on? Because I, Lord Jesus, I know he knows you, you know? And then after 15 years, he came back and he went to one of the churches and he was telling me later, he said, Pastor Robert, it really freaked me out because it was just like going into one of the clubs that I just left. It was just this weird experience for me that I'm walking away from all of that. And then on Sunday morning, I walk in and it's like, what's happening here? You know, it's like a copy of the world. And please don't hear what I don't intend to be saying here. I'm not saying that black rooms and light shows and smoke machines, that all that methodology is, it's not, who cares? Who cares? But what are we doing 
when we get so focused on what works to get people in the door that we fail to consider what is it that God wants. Our primary call, if we're Christians, is to go and make disciples. That's what Jesus gave us to do. It's the reason that we're still here, right? And so it reminded me, as I sat there listening a couple of weeks ago to Francis Chan, it reminded me something of what Pastor Chuck used to always say to us at pastor's conferences. He'd just kind of smile and say, fellas, what you get them with is what you got to keep them with. If you just get them simply teaching the word of God, which is powerful in and of itself, if that's what people are attracted to, well, then you just continue simply teaching the Word of God. And so that's what we're trying to do. Now, that doesn't mean that we're not going to try to have some fun doing it, and we're not going to adapt to our culture, that we're not going to adjust to the culture and those kind of things. Again, it's not that we want to, we're not going to do that, that's of the devil. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we want to be careful that our primary concern is that we're making disciples and teaching the Word of God. Amen? And so we go through it chapter by chapter, verse by verse. We were in Revelation chapter 7. We found ourselves actually in the throne room of heaven, surrounded by this innumerable multitude of God's children, redeemed out of every tribe and tongue from every nation on the earth, worshiping at the feet of Jesus, brothers and sisters in Christ, every color, every ethnicity, joined together at the level of the Spirit, woven into a beautiful tapestry, built together as a holy dwelling place for the Spirit of God. And we talked about how absolutely amazing it's going to be to live together in His perfect love and perfect harmony and peace and with no more struggle, no more sorrow, no more pain, no more temptation or sin, no discord. But as we're just beginning to enjoy that incredible heavenly worship scene on earth, something very different is beginning to take place. The time of Jacob's trouble, the treading out of the wrath of the Lamb, that's what's beginning on the earth as we're there celebrating in heaven. Revelation chapter 8 verse 1 says, When he, now this is Jesus, remember, when he opened the seventh seal, so he's holding that holy scroll, do you remember there in heaven? When he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. And I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. Then another angel, having a golden censer, came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints ascended before God from the angel's hand. Now I was really struck by the dignity and the solemnity of this moment. Complete silence in heaven for half an hour. Now, I'm just curious, I'm not looking for answers, but I'm just curious how many of you got a little bit uncomfortable and began to squirm just a little bit when I just stood up here for a minute. Pastor Rick got uncomfortable. He didn't know what to do. I didn't tell him I was going to just stand up here silent for a minute. He began to play something. He's looking, he's like, what is he doing? Does he want me to start over? I could tell because he picked up the volume a little bit. You know what I mean? He's like, "Is, is Robert okay? 
Because silence is awkward. You know what I'm saying? It's, I used to lead an interactive Bible study. Our midweek service 20-something years ago, it was interactive. I would throw out questions, and we would do an interactive Bible study. And sometimes I'd throw something out there, and everybody would just be looking at me like I was a Martian. What, what, is he, what, is, what does he mean? Do you understand that question? I don't understand that question. But nobody would actually be saying that out loud, the whole group. Sometimes it'd be 30, 40 people dead silence. I love silence because I don't get very much of it in this world. I grew up with it as a child. We just go to the woods, hear the birds, maybe off in the distance somewhere. You know, the highway was about five miles away. So I could hear Interstate 75 way off in the distance. I could hear the chipmunks. There was a little creek that ran nearby. I could hear the water. Just be quiet. This is Miami. I don't, I don't get silence. But I would just sit there in that interactive Bible study and wait. And you know what? People get weird after about two minutes of silence. Somebody will chuckle. Something's going to happen, right? Somebody's going to break the silence because it's just silence in heaven. For half an hour. Why? I'm taking a guess here. It's all I can do. It doesn't tell us. The solemnity of the moment. What's about to happen? The wrath of God, which are being held at bay while these 144,000 sons of Israel, servants of the living God, are sealed on their foreheads. The wrath of the Lamb is about to be poured out. And so in heaven, not even the faintest whisper, as the prayers of the beloved of the Father drift with holy incense up before His face. Then verse 5 tells us, then the angel took the censer. Now think, the same censer, he's just poured out the incense, right? Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and threw it to the earth. And there were noises, thunderings, lightnings, and an earthquake. So the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. Many people today ponder the end of the world. It spawned books, songs, and discussions throughout time and across the globe. Though many views exist, only one is true, and it can be found in the pages of Revelation. This vast book details Jesus' eventual return to earth to finally judge the evil that exists. This will be a glorious day for believers, but quite a trial for those who refuse to acknowledge Jesus. The coming judgment will be tremendous and tragic. So right now is the time to introduce everyone we know to the redemption and love of our Savior. Pastor Robert will have much more to teach us from its pages next time. But for now, you can learn more about this ministry by visiting our website, MainThingRadio.com. Listen to additional teachings by clicking on podcast and download our mobile app to take Main Thing Radio with you on the go. 
You can even find us on social media. Come and follow our Facebook and Twitter accounts to keep up to date with everything that's happening at Main Thing Radio and Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. We'll let you know how you can get involved, and we'd love to have you be a part of the conversations there. Find links to our accounts at our website, MainThingRadio.com. With that, our time with you has come to an end. But join us again to keep studying verse by verse, chapter by chapter, through the book of Revelation, here on Main Thing Radio. Main Thing Radio.